life's as me, far as I be knowin'. Having time to slack around in comfort all the year. So when we get a little time before our boat gets going, we head on down to the library and this is what we hear. Come on and look all around, there's plenty for to see. Make your own self right up all my love, the library. Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson, and today I'm talking with Stephanie Funt about her musical education and career. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Kari. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, So you just got off the boat. I will start there. (laughs) You've been fishing for the summer? Yeah, I worked for the fishing game as a port sampler here in Petersburg. Uh, for the first half of the summer, and then I'm grateful to have the opportunity to go be on a saner out of Huna, um, and I just returned yesterday, and we'll be heading back to school uh, tomorrow. Okay. So that's what we came to talk about, is your school. Can you tell me about your college journey, um, where you've been attending, and what you've been studying? Yeah, sure. I um, started off with a gap year and spent time overseas. Um, in China and uh, just got to know myself a little bit more and learned kind of that I did want to do music kind of helped like affirm what I wanted to do and um, so I started off at Seattle Pacific University um, in Queen Anne 
where both of my music teachers here in Petersburg had actually graduated from. Okay. And then um, after you're transferred um, down to Tacoma to Pacific Lutheran University, um, which had a really strong choral and opera program. So um, I ended up graduating from there. And then I took a, another gap year and went to Chicago to study um, with Karen Brunson um, at Northwestern University. Um, something people sometimes do between degrees is, is find a teacher they really want to study with and um, study with them. And then uh, this last year I've been in Boston pursuing my master's. Um, so yeah, my education has kind of centered around a lot of <laughs> voice lessons, a lot of rehearsals, some liberal arts courses, and um, work experience. Okay. When did you start singing? Yeah, um, I think, you know, you could say church when I was really young, <laughs> or, um, you know, I did some singing uh, for the Fiddleheads, uh, which was a bluegrass band about 10 years ago, um, and then I did some choir in high school. Um, I took piano lessons, which has really um, been one of the most beneficial things for getting a degree in music and passing theory courses. Um, and, and yeah, and I didn't start really um, seeing opera until uh, I started my freshman year at Seattle Pacific University and kind of realized after three weeks that I didn't want to be a music education major, which is what I originally went for. And I just wanted to practice. I realized I didn't want to take education classes. I just wanted to practice. And so, um, that's what I did. Okay, so you just wanted to practice music. You just, for the performance. Yeah, I think so. It was kind of, it's a good thing, I think, in college to kind of pay attention to the classes that you're thriving the most in and the ones that you're not as interested in. And maybe that's an indication of, you know, what career you should kind of pursue. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, can you tell us about some of the awards you've received for your singing? Sure. This is, I think what's not, I don't want to say surprised me the most, but I guess impressed me the most. I was kind of blown away when oh, I was wow. reading about what you were achieving. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think I've even surprised myself a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I've finaled in a lot of competitions in the last few years, which just means that, you know, there's several rounds and you make it to the to the yeah. last round. Um, I think the most prominent uh, awards that I've won so far are with the Metropolitan National Council Auditions, okay. which is a, a sponsored by the Metropolitan Opera House, which is in New York. It's the biggest opera house probably in the world. Um, there's some big ones in Europe, but it's a, certainly a powerhouse. And they have these auditions all over the States um, and even in Canada and and it, it, they fly judges in, so it's really objective. And so uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was really surprised to win the first level of that, which allowed me to compete in the second level. I think there's four before you reach the finals. And once you reach the finals, uh, you're you know, kind of on everyone's map in the industry, and opportunities certainly come from that. But um, yeah, I was 23 at the time, which is really young. Um, I, outcompeted 
I think people who had their graduate degrees from <laughs> some really prominent institutions. And so it was kind of, um, it was actually a win that I think I really needed um, to kind of keep going. Um, and it, yeah, it was totally surprising. I remember they called um, the encouragement awards first, which is like, keep trying and you didn't, you didn't place, but you did really well. And I was really hoping to get one, and I didn't get one, and I was like a total letdown. And then oh. they called the winners, <laughs> and I was like, whoa! <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I also got an encouragement award from them this last year, and that was an interesting experience because I actually performed here in Petersburg um, on, like, st- I streamed in front of judges. So I, like, sang into a computer, oh, wow. <laughs> which was a crazy, crazy surreal experience. Um, yeah, I bet that's hard. Yeah, it, last year it certainly presented a lot of challenges as a music performance student. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did it during Christmas break, and um, I was thankful to kind of be recognized again. So I'll be doing that competition again this winter, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to do that in other competitions. Okay. I have to ask this just because I went to a Broadway show at yeah. the Boston Opera House okay. that had been at right after it had been redone. Have you got to sing there? No, not yet. I I arrived in Boston during the pandemic, oh, so okay. Um, I just I hope you get to sing home. there. <laughs> Thank you. We yeah, went, we went um, there when Gus was little. We went to see a performance of The Lion King at the Boston Opera House. Okay. And we also went to a Broadway performance when we were in New York City, but I have to say I loved the Boston Opera House. Oh. I hope you get to perform there. What was it like? What do you remember about it? Well, I remember the little boxes on the sides <laughs> and that they used, um, they had singers and bands set up in the little boxes, and the stage was so much smaller than the one that we experienced in New York. Um, but the performers would come down into the audience. Nice. So they made it, it was in a way a lot more interactive. Yeah. It was It was so fun, and the sound in there was amazing. Oh. That's what I really, because really, we went to another musical on Broadway in New York, and that was a fabulous show too, but it didn't hold a candle to the Boston Opera House. Oh, wow, what an awesome experience. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, so you're not um, just singing, you're also composing. Can you tell me about what genre of classical music you're composing? Sure, yeah. Um, when I composed the song cycle which is what I did last fall kind of my first composition project I didn't really know what genre I was composing I knew it was like some sort of contemporary classical um but I learned like after I think where it kind of fit into the world of classical music so what I did is I I wrote poetry um I had a really wonderful dear friend Anastasia Royal edit it and she's a fantastic poetry editor and then um, I took it to school and I took it to composition lessons and constructed a melody line and then um, constructed a, a piano part that I thought sounded like water in the natural world oh, okay. um, 
when I was out fishing, because that's what the poetry is about. And so, um, and then I, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have a lesson um, with a really wonderful professor at Boston University, um, and he kind of was like, where are, do you know where we are in classical music? And I was like, yeah, minimalism something. And he said, we're in post-minimalism. So basically um, what happened in the mid-1900s is we, we got into serialism, which is where Western harmony broke down, um, you know, romantic music and, and five one progressions, what our ears kind of hear when we hear Mozart, when we hear Beethoven, when we hear Strauss, um, that they kind of did all away with that and mathematicized music into, okay, there's 12 tones, and then if we use all of them, um, we have to use all of them to make a melody, and so it sounds really abstract, right? And um, it's jarring. Uh, it's not as approachable. And so what happened after that is we got into just minimalism, which is just you take one motif, like one little phrase, and then you just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. So it went incredibly simplistic. And now I think we're in this phase called post-minimalism, which um, has a little bit more nuance to it and a little bit more fluidity. It brings some narrative, I think, back into the picture. You'll take one chord and you might repeat the chord, but then you're going to repeat it in slightly different ways and fluctuations. And okay. so um, the pieces are all tonal uh, that I wrote, and they're what I'm calling elemental minimalism, because I think within post-minimalism, there's a bunch of different sub-genres. Sub <laughs> okay. And so there's some Scandinavian and Northern European, like, Latvian composers who are doing this. It's kind of cool, because they come from similar uh, environments to yeah. Alaska. And then I think John Adams, who is uh, an American composer, lives in Alaska, and his pieces are um, very reflective of landscape and atmosphere. So, um, yeah, I kind of created these atmospheric pieces. They're all three of them very different. Um, I'll be using them myself to audition, um, which will be really exciting to show up to an audition with a piece that I composed. Um, yeah. So that doesn't happen, like, ever. <laughs> It'll be very surprising for people. So, um, yeah, I'm thankful for the opportunity to study composition um, and diversify my career. Yeah, that sounds... The diversification is so important, I yeah. think. Yeah. Especially, well, in any career, but I think especially in the arts, it's... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the more you can do, the better. <laughs> we talked about sharing a piece of that you've written. Do you know yeah. what piece that is? And would you like to introduce it? Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll just uh, give you guys a slight um, soundbite from my first song, from that song cycle. Um, the song cycle is called Ocean Airs, and the first song is called Salmon Hymn. Okay. Um, and so there's parts of it that the piano accompaniment that sound hymn-like. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's this one really virtuosic passage that kind of is some sort of suspended seventh or I don't know it's some sort of seventh chord that goes up and uh I find it really thrilling so I hope you guys like it okay well thank you for sharing it yeah
That was Stephanie Funt, accompanied by Laia Nigmet, singing an original piece titled Salmon Hymn. If you want to hear more of your music, that you you have it out there on the internet yeah. and social media. It's, it's, we're getting it out there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear that. You can look at stephaniefunt.com and... You can also look on Instagram and SoundCloud. Is it under Stephanie Funt? Yeah, my SoundCloud has those three uh, compositions up, as well as the poetry, if you click on the songs. And yeah, if you're just on SoundCloud and you search my name, my profile should come up, and yeah. Okay. And we'll put the links in the description to this podcast, too. Cool. Yeah, great. Okay. What's been the most surprising and enjoyable part of the journey and or enjoyable part of the journey yeah. so far for you. Sure. I I think one really part that's really been exciting recently is that I'm starting to realize um, how entrepreneurial um, having a career <laughs> in classical music can be and how exciting that is and how that is really close to my own roots, you know? Yeah making money from contracting or from fishing, paying a lot of taxes (laughs) (laughs) as a private contractor and um, kind of living a transitional lifestyle, you know, as an opera singer, you, which is my goal, you, you spend two months somewhere and, you know, the first five weeks are rehearsal and then you have a run of three weeks of shows and then you're off to the next place and so you get to travel um so it's transitional like that and then you know you have to have an array of skills so you have to be able to market yourself um which is something that I maybe even enjoy doing um just the creative aspect of that um and the, the extroverted aspect of that you um you need to be good at networking, I would say, within the industry. Um, you need to, <laughs> you know, just have all these personal finance and um, entrepreneurial skills. You have to be able to think of things that might provide a source of income and how something, you have to be able to solve a problem, some, do something new, you know, um, And you can combine skills such as composition, conducting, um, and chamber music, like getting an ensemble together to do some sort of new music. Um, And I think that's what the 21st Musician is all about. You know, you're kind of doing a little bit of everything, and that could be overwhelming to some, but I find it pretty exciting. And so that's 
the part I probably enjoyed the most. <laughs> oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, it's... I think especially coming from Petersburg and just the background of fishing. Yes. I mean, you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed the compositional part of being able to take something from, from my home, from my roots, and bring it to the outside world because people in Boston, for instance, I can tell them that I'm a commercial fairy friend in Alaska, but I don't think they have any idea what that's like and to be able to share some of just the views and the beauty through music um, with them and hopefully with a larger audience soon. Um, I think that's something really special that I can share. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you. So... Your plan, you'll be graduating graduate school in May. Yes. What are you hoping to do then? Yeah, um, I think what will happen is this fall I'll do a bunch of auditions for resident artist programs and other post-grad programs and see kind of what opportunities open up. So basically it's continued study but stipended. Um, uh, Young artist programs would be at universities and so um, you'd still be taking lessons and doing productions and honing your skills Um, and then resident artists programs are set up um, they have funding from large opera houses and you're also set up in this educational environment where you have teachers and coaches but these are the same people that are working with um, the coaches especially and directors are working with the professionals that come to sync the opera houses and then you're covering small covering roles and doing small roles, you know, in the actual production. So it's a really good career jumping off point. So um, I'll be working hard on learning foreign languages because that's kind of the next step. Um, The operatic languages are Italian, French, and German. So (laughs) I think I'm going to be waking up early to take Italian lessons (laughs) this semester. Um, So, yeah, I'm optimistic. Those are usually two-year opportunities. And then... You know, after that, um, it would be wonderful to do a couple years in Europe, um, just because that's the homeland of opera, and um, just it's a whole new world. And I'd, I'd love to also for my language learning, it would be really good to spend some time over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think composition will will come back throughout all of this, even if I kind of focus a little bit on singing for a while. Um, composition and maybe conducting which I'm really interested will will come into play (laughs) well I wish you luck in all your endeavors it sounds like a lot of fun Uh, I'm sure it's hard work but it also sounds like a lot of fun yeah it's so it's both there's lots of obstacles um, which keeps it interesting (laughs) and and it's really rewarding to be able to you know make music and hopefully eventually get paid to do so so yeah, yeah thanks so much for having me yeah thank you thank you for joining us this has been homegrown conversations a collaboration between kfsk and the petersburg public library thank you to kfsk and the friends of petersburg libraries for making today's show possible